My name is Mike Leslie, and I want to tell you about the best decision I ever made in my life, and I'm also going to tell you about the worst decision I ever made in my life. Um, remember the parable of the 99 and the 1, and we'll get back to that later, but remember the 99 and the 1. I think you know what that was about. Um, I'm really thankful that we're reading the book of Proverbs right now in our daily office. When I read the book of Proverbs, read parts of it, I went, this is what I've been looking for. God put something early in my life in me to seek wisdom, to seek understanding and knowledge and, uh, and truth and what was real. And it uh, took till, I don't know, 1969, 1970 or 70, I don't know when it was. I was hitchhiking up down the coast of California and Oregon and uh, got stuck in Eugene, Oregon, and heard about a, a Christian commune where you could go and spend a few nights, listen to a Bible study. It was called Shiloh Youth Revival Centers. And so I went and listened to a Bible study on the first night, and I thought, this is interesting. I didn't even know there was an Old Testament and a New Testament. I just thought, you, be, you know, you began with Genesis and went on through. And I uh, talked with these guys for a while, and the second night got, really got my attention. I heard some stuff in the Bible study that really, that I knew it was what I was looking for. So I asked, what do I do? How do I invite Jesus into my heart? And how do I get forgiveness of sins? And I didn't even know what sins were, you know, but I figured I had some. And um, so I, they said, well, go in the prayer closet and just spend some time in there and ask Jesus to come into your heart and God will talk to you. So I went in to this very small prayer closet and I really had the, the, the enlightened room experience. I mean, there was a bright light in there and, and I was sitting with Jesus, spiritually with Jesus, or it might have been physically for all I know. He can do whatever he wants. But I, I really, I saw him. I, I was in there with him. I have no idea how long I was in there, no idea what I said, but knew that he was real. And so I, when I finally did come out, I said to these guys, why didn't you tell me that Jesus is real and he's alive? And they said, well, he kind of likes to tell you that himself. And I went, that makes sense. So I joined this group, and, and I had a really, I was so grateful for the experience I had with them. I had really good elders, good, good teaching, good solid teaching, and, and um, after 15, 20 years, you know, the whole communal Christian thing began to dissolve, and I was getting burnt out. I was made a pastor at way too young of an age, you know, and I didn't have any, I didn't, you know, you read Proverbs and it says, listen to the words of your father and your mother, and, you know, and, and I didn't have that growing up. But I did have one really good elder. We have one really good elder, and John, we love you, and I'm thankful for who you are to us. So what happened, though, after, after sort of a, um, I didn't really leave the church through the wide back door because I was offended by the church or something. I left because I began to find comfort in alcohol. And I thought, eh, I like this, I'm gonna do this again. I just, I wanted that experience over and over again. And I, so I began to receive comfort from alcohol as opposed to my comfort from God, from Jesus. 
it took a while to go through that whole experience. The, um, it's four years of pretty heavy drinking, and then 10 years or so afterwards, you know, sporadic and just really, you know, figuring out what, you know, what I wanted to do. And I, I wasn't a happy person, you know, in, in my alcoholism. The whole point was once I began to come back, God was quick to, to draw me back in. You know, so there's, you know, there's the one that went astray, and you all were the 99. And I'm thankful that you all, and everybody, every, every church, they're the 99. I always related to, you know, to the one or to the prodigal son, and I'm sure most of you do too. But you're not. You're, you're the, the good brother that stayed or the, the 99 that stayed, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, one thing that, about being an alcoholic, there is a, a line in the Alcoholics Anonymous book that says, there are people who are constitutionally unable or incapable of being honest with themselves. Honesty is, is a struggle uh, until you get used to it. It's easier to lie, I know, sometimes, but you, you can lie to yourself. I, I found it easier to be honest with people than I did with God at one point. And coming back to, to walk with God again and getting honest with God and getting honest with people is, is what really changed my life. I got scared when I read that one, that one line in the Alcoholics Anonymous book, people that are constitutionally incapable of being honest. And it says, but there's hope. And I'm standing here as, uh, as proof of that. That's what I wanted to share with you all this morning. Thank you very much.